Welcome to Shootcast, our round seven review. Joining me on the line, fresh from Clubland this afternoon, is Andrew Swain. Yeah, g'day, Burjo, and apologies for my uh, absence um, recently, but I'm back and ready to rumble. Mate, you're a man in demand. Also joining us on the line is Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Hello, Casho. G'day, boys. How are you? As they say, uh, rooster one week, feather dust to the next if you're a North supporter. From yeah. second Indeed. to sixth, Casho. Yes, that's right. Mm. It just uh, it just tells you something about the tightness of this uh, this competition and also the credentials that the Wildfires have about, um, you know, going a bit further this year. Absolutely. We're going to get onto the Wildfires and all the other teams. Before we do, we'll have a quick little chat about Super Rugby, Swaney. I saw bugger all. Um, I, I got... Quite to watch a bit of the highlights of the Waratahs Rebels game. Uh, looked a good game. The Rebels are becoming a bit, um, a bit uh, notorious for these second half fades they're having. Yeah, they sure are. And um, yeah, look, it was definitely a uh, an entertaining sort of a game. Um, yep. You got to you got to hand it to the way Carter Gordon's playing his rugby at the moment. I mm-hmm. think that's the that's the bright shining light for the Rebels at the moment. And um, he can't do it all himself though. That's probably the other lesson that we're learning about the rebels but the tars were um you know good and they're, they're on a bit of a on a bit of a roll now they're, they we all sort of thought that they'd have a bit of a, a late season surge and and it's certainly unfolding that way um my my biggest uh and most favorite moment of the season came on friday night when the reds beat the chiefs in new zealand though gents that was something else to watch yeah that certainly came out of nowhere didn't it Casho? Yeah, yeah, and it, you know it's it's good to see. What did it break? It was uh, something like a 28, 21 game uh, uh, loss streak in New Zealand for the Reds, and uh, you know the Reds, of course, and you remember this, Swaney. They they pioneered going to New Zealand and uh, getting bashed up and uh, learning from it uh, back in the seventies and eighties. So uh, it's uh, it's been a, been a few years between drinks for them, but uh, it certainly tightened up that. Uh, that uh, middle section of the ladder, I think, uh, I think uh, there's only probably five teams who can feature in in that top four now, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right. It's uh, it's extremely tight, and um, um, you know, it's a bit like the shoot shield ladder, really. Like it's it's really tight in that middle um, section, and and it's sort of everyone's just jostling for position now. That you know, the Drua and the Rebels are still on the edge of that. Um, of that of that uh, top eight as well, so yeah, it's it's going to be a good little run home the next couple of weeks, and and of course, um, the Brumbies put in a, a you know it was a, a hard old game, wasn't it in, on mm. Sunday Arvo? I've got to say, how good Sunday Arvo footy for one uh, on Mother's Day, but two, yeah, it was a great game down there at Canberra Stadium. Yeah, I had a Mother's Day barbecue on Sunday, and it went from Brumbies to Seagulls. They weren't too too impressed after. Uh having to suffer through the Derby as well on Saturday. But um, how many rounds left, Swain, in Super Rugby? Uh, there is three if you include this weekend. So, okay, um, yeah, we're really at the business end and, and there's some, you know, the Waratahs have got the Drua this weekend, yep. Crusaders away next, and then they come home and play Moana Pacifica. So, um, you know, they could easily get two out of three there and uh, really shore up that spot in the top eight. Mm. Um, you know, Swaney, what you what you've got to say though is there's a there's a couple of banana skins amongst that uh, 
amongst those games, though, isn't there? So, uh, you know, you know they're, they're likely to feature in finals, but in Super Rugby finals, no one outside of uh, the top four has uh, won a quarter final. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's exactly right, Casho. And you want to be finishing in that top four. That's where the Brumbies sit well and truly now. Um, they could easily fall out though as well, particularly if the you know the Blues get up over the Reds this weekend. Um, you know, there's mm. still a lot of jostling for position. Yeah, top fours, top five. You know, tighter together than fifth to to six. It's it's a bit of a bit of a gap back. But yeah, those top spots apart from the Chiefs have had an exceptional season. Of, until last weekend, uh, all sort of really jostling for uh, for positions there. I um I had a uh, another rugby lunch in uh, Manly on the weekend. I'm in a bit of a purple patch for uh, rugby lunches. And <laughs> well played, mate. Uh, Eddie Jones was there again. He's everywhere, Swaney. There you go. Is he? Is he telling the same stories, Burjo? That's what I want to know. No, no, bit more variety. Um, he pandered to the audience. Uh, it was the Seaforth Raiders lunch. Um, really, really. Good lunch and very well supported. And uh, Eddie Jones, he um, he knows he knows how to have the audience eating out the palm of his hand. Told some great stories, some ones I hadn't heard. And uh, yeah, it was good. He um, he was asked who who the best player he, um, he'd ever coach was, and um, he said George Smith, and and that was no no question. He was the best player he'd ever coach, which was great to hear for a, for a manly audience. He said his only drawback was. Uh, he was a manly guy, so he was a bit fond of a drink. But <laughs> no, it was um, it was good. It's always good hearing um, from Eddie Jones, and uh, had a quick chat with him after the function with a couple of mates, and uh, we just sort of said congratulations on all you're doing, and he said we haven't done anything yet. We haven't even kicked the ball. I, I sort of meant obviously from from all the effort he's um, he's going to off the field, Kasha. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's doing a great job with with all those things. You, yep. you just continually hear these things about his uh, he's uh, showing his face at uh, at uh, all the Super Rugby, most of the Super Rugby fixtures, and uh, he's he's doing stuff like uh, those little lunches at the Seaforth C- uh, Raiders because little things like that uh, get a bit of extra money in, and it all it all makes a difference. It it just keeps things ticking over, doesn't it? And uh, you know, I've got to salute Eddie for uh, for doing uh, that sort of stuff, and he's just hit the ground. And uh, I reckon he's enjoyed being back in uh, back in Sydney. Yeah, the best thing about a junior rugby lunch, I have to say, uh, in comparison to your CBD and uh, your senior club lunches, is Swaney. So many mums in the room, and the mums love to be involved, and they love to uh, to hear the good stories about rugby. Absolutely. And, and, you know, obviously it was Mother's Day on the weekend. Happy Mother's yep. Day, Mum. I'm sure yep. she's been listening to Shootcast. Um, yeah, that that is a, a great thing about uh, about going to those junior rugby lunches as well. Um, you know, we're a game for everyone, aren't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there's so much more footy to talk about at the club level. Um, so many fantastic matches. Why don't we start uh, with the derby down at Manly Oval? I was there uh, with bells on. I had a reunion there uh, in Manly with a bunch of old mates I hadn't seen in a while and um, fortunate enough to witness a really good Marlins performance against the Rats. It was a a great game uh, from a Manly point of view because Manly just hit the ground absolutely running. I know during the week um, the boys had been uh, focusing on the derby as such a big match and I think uh, having coming into the game with three losses and three wins was a bit of a Fork in the road game, and they'd had a few messages sent to them from former players, uh, 
including one George Smith who we just talked about before and many others, I think Wycliffe Parlour and a few of those guys uh, sent through to, to tell them how important the game was and they came out of the guns all came out of the gates all guns blazing, got out to a 24-0 lead in almost as many minutes. Rat sneaked a couple of tries in before half time, um, but really uh, Manly pretty commanding in this one. Um, some excellent performances across the board. Um, the combination between Angus Bell and Yule Yule uh, was a sight to behold. And uh, that man again, Zach Barnabas, his name just keeps growing every week, Swaney. Yeah, got a double and so did Yule Yule as well. So, um, you know, I actually had uh, Ollie Horn on um, Clubland this week and uh, and he, he was, you know, I actually saw him the day before the the derby happened to be in Sydney, and because he works at Channel Nine, and and he mm. um he looked very nervous. He was a very nervous <laughs> kid, and uh, and you know that that I guess it speaks volumes for this derby, doesn't it? When you when you're talking yep. to the young guys who haven't might, might maybe haven't played a few a lot of these games for sure, um, and he, you know he so he was nervous, nervy, but also um uh you know confident, and and had told us a, a bit about those uh, messages that were getting from old boys and. Um, yeah, geez, they they were whipped up into a frenzy, weren't they? Because they they mm. came out of the gates uh, beautifully. Um, you know, they let the rats get back into it occasionally, but it was mm. never really in doubt. And yeah, no. Zach Barnabas just outstanding, isn't he? He's both in attack, but also in defence as well. Well, he got uh, five turnovers, which he seems to be averaging every week, Kasha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you mentioned him uh, a couple of weeks back, a month or so back, that uh, he was uh, he's right up there with uh, Manly's uh, best over the ballers, and he certainly showed that in uh, in in that particular game. You even mentioned that he he wasn't sure if he was going to uh, be fit enough to play, but he's obviously got himself out there. And uh, yeah, uh, and you've also got to tip your hat to Yule Yule, who. Uh, you know, after that knee injury that he that, that I think he picked up uh, training yeah. for the uh, the seven squad, uh, you know, it's taken some time for him to get his pace back, but it certainly is there now, isn't it? Uh, you know, like he was toying with people uh, on 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 that right edge, wasn't he? Well, he's uh, he's beaten more defenders than anyone in the comp. He broke his leg about oh, it would have been eighteen months to two years ago, and um, certainly. Even from the early phases of this year and a fair bit of last year, he's still got that pace has come back and his confidence is building and that would have done him a world of good. We're always, everyone at Manly was waiting for uh, you all to come out of his shell at first grade and, um, yeah, it was great to see. Um, also, a big shout-out to Hunter Ward, who obviously is a very, very good footballer and has been part of the Waratahs, but um, he was pretty dominant. Um, from Ringer point of view, you know, they tore away. Connor Hickey sneaked in for a try. Um, ben Ma was sort of ever present, but um, they're just having a pretty tough old year. The Rats, they, uh, yeah, just um, it's just not quite happening. I think you know, it's, I saw Mike Riven after the game. He pretty despondent and um, having a chat with some of their guys. They, they just dearly need a, a win, Swaney. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You're right. The confidence just doesn't look there, and I reckon now that Ben Ma's back and. And good to see Connor Hickey back as well, mm. and uh, and you know he was pretty fired up after that try. It was a pretty good effort from him. Yeah. Um, the more the those guys play, the more confidence they'll get. I did note, uh, Burjo, that the Rats won all four Colts grades, and they won the George Smith Cup. Yeah. No, their uh, their Colts um, program is going exceptionally well. I think they're top of the comp 
um, in first grade. Josh Holmes at the helm, I believe. So, um, mate, as we know, we've talked about this before, all clubs move in cycles. Maybe it's, you know, the generation next is it's coming through because if you don't have the Colts and they push into grade, um, that's good. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Manly certainly took the spoils on Saturday. And as you say, Rats um, were far too good on the Friday. So not too bad a weekend in the end, really. Yeah, no, it was good. Good to watch. The, the rivalries, um, you know, the, the niggle's still there, isn't it? How good was Daz Hawthorne and his antics? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know. Well, I was at the Stain Hotel um, on Friday at 4 o'clock and um, Daz walked in and he's a ringer gear. And I just said, <laughs> you're absolutely kidding, aren't you, mate? <laughs> And, and he came over and had a laugh. Of course, he was on his way to the Colts. But, um, yeah, I have to say the Rats were pretty good on the socials this week. Manly, Manly took the quieter option. They did. Um, but, uh, no, nah, awesome stuff. Rats socials are pretty good at the moment. So, and, and Burjo, as you know, it's a, it's a fantastic money spinner for yep. whichever club hosts it. And, uh, you know, you, you, those two clubs are very lucky to have that uh, – to have that uh, income generator game that uh, not many other clubs in Sydney have. No, absolutely. And there were so many kids at the game on Saturday, which was awesome to see. And they were absolutely loving the action and plenty of autographs requested after the match. So that's what it's all about. Um, All right, we'll move on to the next one. Um, Why don't we head out to Milner, the game between Eastwood and the Pirates. Um, Pirates had all the running in this one, but uh, what do you seem to sort of, Power over the top there, Casho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, West Harbour uh, obviously got out of the blocks uh, pretty quickly. Mm. Penalty goal try and a, and a conversion 10-0 before uh, Matt Minogue and uh, the Eastwood machine sort of clicked into gear and it was uh, pretty much uh, back and forth, back and forth until uh, until late in the game where there was a couple of tries, a couple of conversions and... Uh, and, a, and another penalty goal from uh, Matt Minogue that uh, that uh, that got him home thirty one eighteen. So uh, the Woodies continue to uh, sort of tick over, and uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, Tane Edmed might be uh, uh, available for selection in the next week or so. Perhaps even as uh, as early as uh, this uh, this coming weekend. So that'll uh, that that'll keep them. Uh, going forward. It's just a matter of deciding what to do with Matt Minogue after that. Well, yeah, you're not going to drop Minogue, but um, I can't see where Edmed plays outside 10, can you, Swaney? Yeah, no, I, that's a really good point. And so you're going to have to fit a, a couple of um, square pegs in square holes, I reckon, somewhere up there, mm-hmm. Benny Batcher. Yeah, um, he will. Yeah, that's 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 going to be interesting. Um, yeah, and look, Lockie Albert's been playing pretty well too, hasn't he, from at nine? Yeah, very much so. Um, he's uh, he's outstanding. Um, you know, uh, the one thing that stood out in this game was probably just after half time. Um, you know, West have actually been really good this year. That generally they they love a yellow card, don't they? But they've actually had the least yellow red cards in the comp. So, but mm. they're just after half time in that game, they gave away like seven straight penalties, um, mm. which you just can't do. Um, no. You know, their physicality and you know, they were pretty good on on the weekend, but they just they just probably a little bit ill disciplined, and and that lost them the game in the end, really. Yeah, I thought um, Hunter Hannaford uh, had another good game. He's he's had a real breakout year this year, hasn't he, uh, Casho? Yeah, yeah, he's um, you know he's uh, 
a nice compact little uh, little number ten. There's quite a few of them uh, uh, running around uh, in the comp. So uh, and he's uh, as, uh, as as I said numerous times, he's uh, he's straightening up that back line, and uh, he appears to be playing a, some sort of pattern. Which uh, you, you know, past years West Harbour could hardly be accused of uh, of playing to really. So uh, good good to see him, and uh, let's hope that he's there for a few more years. Excellent. Uh, game at Chatswood Oval. Uh, Gordon, 40. Eastern Suburbs, 15. Highlanders um, going really, really well. They pushed into uh, second on the table. Um, they got off to a, a flyer. The Gordon driving mall is uh, becoming a feature almost as synonymous as the one up at Hunter. Um, that got things started. And then when East were hot and attack straight after that, uh, Brandon Quinn ran uh, oh, 95 metres, which probably – you know, it didn't help Eastern Suburbs, did it? Yeah, Urge, you're spot on with that uh, uh, with yeah. that rolling moor comment. Uh, uh, you know, by the time 80 had sort of ticked over, Thomas Marker, the uh, the Gordon uh, number two, had gone over for four tries. So uh, <laughs> it was a really uh, big job uh, up front that uh, Gordon uh, sort of put on East. Uh, East, uh, East tried, uh, got me there, tried pretty hard, Jack Bowen. Uh, continued to uh, buzz around in, he, in his way, but uh, it was just too much field position. Barry Carrera was uh, was good. Benny Fitzgerald the back, Milan Basson and Tom Hall and in that in that back row did some uh, good stuff there as well. So as you said, a good bonus point win, uh, forty to fifteen at the end, and uh, yeah, they jump up into uh, second spot. Jack McGregor seems to lead things around beautifully, though, Swaney. And, and as we we're just discussing with that forward pack in front of him, uh, Gordon really firming now as maybe the uh, maybe one of the teams to beat along with the Wildfires. Yeah, gee, I mean, we talk about a you know the tumultuous start that they had yeah. uh, to the season, which you know now just seems like a thing of the past, doesn't it? They're Big really time. starting to click, as you say. That Maul, Jack McGregor playing really well, Brandon Quinn. Uh, back to his best, you know that intercept, um, you know a try was was outstanding. I'm looking forward to two weeks' time when Gordon take on Hunter. You mentioned it earlier; those the two malls, it'll be like mm. the irresistible force and the immovable object. I reckon um, yeah. <laughs> coming together, that, those two it'll be really good to watch. I reckon, and, and, and you know I don't get excited about malls too often, but this one could be a good battle. Yeah, driving malls have um, been a real feature of the comp in the last few years. It's just obviously very hard to defend um, when you've got a good one going, and plenty of teams uh, seem to have that. Um, East, just um, maybe moving back into those inconsistent ways a bit, Casho, which is probably a bit frustrating. Yeah, you know, like uh, as, as I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, you know, Jack Bowen was, uh, uh, was, was sort of like pretty good uh, – Obviously, uh, you know, the, the Captain Archie Gavin did some uh, good stuff. Ethan Simpson and Jack Hill did uh, did some good stuff. Uh, I think uh, uh, Julian Heaven, the, the, and this throws back to your uh, rolling mall line, is that uh, Heaven, the, uh, the East hooker, went, went, went over for uh, a, a couple of meat pies. So uh, Masesi Tui Palutu uh, did some good stuff in the, in the centres, but... Uh, mm. Yeah, they're 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 probably twelve months away from being a being a being a serious shoot shield contender. I think uh, you know there's uh, you know there's 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 just that little bit of inexperience uh, in and around there. But uh, they're 
you know, they're, uh, they'll come up with some results. Yeah, I think um, when Wilson's back at, at nine, that they're a different proposition. But um, and you know that's a slice of luck. You know, G- Gordon had Goddard, East didn't have Wilson, so it's uh, it's it's tough because probably not a whole lot between those two to be the backup number nine at the Tars. But um, that'll all be uh, probably smoothed over once Super Rugby comes to a conclusion. Um, but let's talk about the game up north, Casho, um, top of the table. Uh, Shawman heading up to Newcastle, but it was the home side. Hunter 29, Norse 5. A little bit of a case of too big, too strong. And, um, you know, uh, Norse just, uh, uh, um, I mean, Norse probably a bit like a lot of sides that have been up there. Just seem to, the game just seems to get away from you. And the, the Hunter might not be ahead by an insurmountable amount, but they just have this sort of a, a strangling feeling about them, you know, when, when, when you're playing them, Casho. Yeah, very much so. It's uh, it's like uh, as as I was talking uh, about their effort against Warringah, that you know they just uh, they just kick well, they chase well, and uh, yep. you know they tackle well, and then uh, and then went to the corners. It's uh, it's probably that Sydney University uh, formula uh, of the past couple of years that they've uh, they've adopted uh, and very much embraced. But Andrew Tuala, I thought, had an out, outstanding game. Olberg, the, the 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 left winger did well. Connor mm. Winchester, that big left uh, boot was mm. uh, was burning, and uh, at the back, Nathan De Theory uh, was uh, was always always dangerous uh, there. And uh, you know they've just got the big bodies, and uh, that's the way they went. Andrew Tuala uh, picked up uh, a couple of tries, I think it was, uh, wasn't it? Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, a couple of tries there. So. Uh, from a uh, from a rolling mall and uh, Norse uh, just just didn't have an answer. Um, you know they're, they're missing uh, uh, Declan Carroll from their lineout, which uh, which uh, obviously would have made made a difference. But uh, you know, like uh, wildfires were uh, were up for it, and Norse weren't, and uh, that's the way it ended up. Sweeney, if I look at the uh, leading try scorer in uh, first grade. I believe it's um, Mr. Tuala. Yeah, yeah. Shows uh, you that shows you that just shows you how dominant they are up front, doesn't it? Well, last year it was Phil Bradford for them, wasn't it? Exactly right. It's a new Phil Bradford. Tuala's got eight. Quinn's got seven. Barnabas was six. So uh, certainly the beneficiary of uh, those awesome driving malls. Absolutely. And how about? The Dennis Rodman haircut from Nathan Dettieri. What about? Did you see it, mate? It was um, yeah, bright, <laughs> very bright. It was a bit, um, bit slim shady too. It was a bit. <laughs> I love it. They're, good. They're expressing themselves up there. It's good to see. Yeah, and and a bumper crowd up there too. It's uh, certainly they look like the the hottest ticket in town up in Newcastle, Cashier. Well, yeah, you know, it's a, it's it's a rugby league town, but uh, one of the things they do like up there is a team that's winning, and as long as they uh, they'll uh, keep on winning, they'll uh, they'll keep attracting the crowd. So, bit of a late kickoff apparently for their game against uh, Southern Districts this uh, this weekend. So uh, that's tailored to uh, get a few more people in there. It's a it's a lovely little stadium there, Newcastle Sports Ground, uh, number two. So. Uh, yeah, let's let's hope they get some uh, some people there and make it a make, make it a real fortress. Well, I assume that's so the uh, local club comp can can get over there and watch, which is 
which is good. And um, hopefully they're all, they're all getting around them because they're having a, a pretty special season. And uh, fewer guys at the Manly Reunion of the Weekend are from Newcastle. They're certainly um, getting to all the wildfires games they can. So good to see. Um, Shawman had a pretty tough day out on the other side of the coin. Uh, Seb Cameron uh, streaked away for a try down the blind side. I was a bit dubious, but um, I thought I thought it was, I thought it was fair to be honest. It just looked like one of those balls that uh, went forward, but it didn't. And yeah, I, that just sort of sums up the the, the nature of scoring against his Hunter side. It's very difficult, you know. Balls slipped out, and Cameron was quick enough to run away, but um, they just. They don't allow you into too many good attacking positions, Swaney. I think you you said it um, perfectly before when they strangle you and mm. they just suck the life out of you and, and um, that's what they've done to teams that have come there and uh, that's why they're sitting up the top. Yep, totally, totally. Well, excellent stuff from uh, Scott Coleman's side. Uh, we'll move on to Coogee Oval. Really good game down at Ramick. Ramick 36, two Blues 29. Um, two Blues uh, certainly did their part in making this an excellent match. Um, I thought Rokosuka, Malsia scored an outstanding individual try. Um, and uh, for Ramick, I was really impressed with Ben Sugars. And Jackson Mowie on the wing, um, giving Christian Yasmin a, a run for his money there, Casho. He showed some outstanding pace. Yeah, some really, really classy tries down that. Uh, yep. And, and, and you boys remember it, the, uh, the cricket pitch side of the uh, Coogee Oval there, which no one likes getting uh, tackled on. Uh, <laughs> that was happening even back in my day. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so but uh, great effort there from the uh, the Randwick pack. They're, uh, they're really sort of coming together. Cormac Daly, I thought, was uh, yep. was very strong. You mentioned Ben Sugars, who... Uh, it went over for a, a, a couple of tries, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the the Randwick boys just sort of moved it round and uh, and managed to uh, in the end get that thirty six twenty nine victory. But uh, yeah, there, there was a lot to like about uh, the way the two Blues went about it. They uh, they certainly did, didn't give up and were uh, were in touch uh, right until that eightieth minute. So uh, you know there was some. Uh, some nice work there from uh, you know from their from their forward pack. Jacob Matui was uh, good. I thought Susu at uh, nine and ten were uh, were also also pretty good and uh, some uh, some good uh, some good work in the in the midfield from Viega and uh, Mossadreki. I thought uh, did uh, did pretty well. So uh, you know they're. Uh, you know they're uh, they're certainly competing the two blues probably probably not getting the return that they uh, they, they would have liked but uh, you know they're uh, they're, they're going to play a role in the finals I think yeah they're a really good side and they've been in every game I think maybe had two or three close losses on the trot there Swaney I'm a bit nervous because uh, Manly's got to go out to the Eric this uh, weekend and yeah. I, f- I feel like they're due so <laughs> anyway. Um, no, they're fantastic. But a quick word on Ramick. Really like the fact that their uh, their scrum looks very solid and they're moving the ball around beautifully, aren't they, Swaney? Yeah, and, and I mean, getting them out to the you know the Lebanese Lamborghini and and also um, Jackson Moe on the other wing. Like he he really opened the game up for them, really, didn't he? Yeah, was two Blues were leading fifty odd minutes in. Yeah, and you get the ball out to Jackson Moe. He scores that try. He gets another one away for a try assist. Um, you know that that changes the game for them. So yeah, that 
their forward pack really setting the platform um, for those, you know, sparkling feet out wide. And Ben Dowling is continually shining at this level. Um, you know, we've seen him in Waratah's kit a couple of times this year. Yeah, um, He'll play a lot more for the Waratahs if he continues that kind of form. I think we should also mention the the Randwick number nine, uh, Connor Tupai. I thought uh, I thought his service from uh, from good ball that he was getting off his forwards was was outstanding, and that's uh, that's why Jackson Moey and uh, others a bit wide uh, had the day that they had. Final game of the round was down at Foreshaw. Um, great win for Sydney University over the home side, Southern Districts. Uni 45, Southern Districts 28. Um, in the losing side, though, Swaney, we've seen one of the great tries in the past few years uh, from the Southern Districts fullback. Now, you're the pronunciation king. Let it play, mate. Isaac Radumaitavuki-Nikens scored one of the best tries you'll see. It was... Believe uh, how many blokes did he beat? It was, oh, mate, it was like... Six, he beat the whole team. He's, he oh. essentially beat the whole team. Um, just kept bouncing off him like a pinball, and mm. uh, it was yeah, it was a great try. Unbelievable! Um, there was a couple of good tries in this game, actually. the The last try, I think it was to Simon Kennywell, was a pretty good one as well. And did you see? Did you see the vision of that Kennywell try? And um, I think it's Jack McCallum gets clattered off the ball. Yeah, go back and watch it. He doesn't then, move. I hope he's no. okay. But not, but nothing happened from it. No, well, that's right. It was just, and you could hear mm. the actual referee um, in the background saying, "Oh, it was just a rugby collision, just a rugby collision." But he gets absolutely smoked. Mm. <laughs> so I hope he's okay, Jack. I hope you're all right, mate. I thought um, Angus Allen scored a ripping try off the back of the South Scrum too. Beat about three or four blocks. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, South were in this game up to their eyeballs, but then a few lapses late and. Uni just um, starting to rumble now that the juggernaut's wheels are starting to get in motion, I think, Casho. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you mentioned Jack McCalman there. He's been named this week, so uh, mm. so hopefully it, uh, it it wasn't as bad as it looked. But uh, yep. just on uh, just back on to uh, your man, uh, Swaney uh, Isaac, I'm not even going to try and attempt that name. As someone who's produced rugby match programs over the years, I hate blokes with hyphenated names because they're too long and you can't fit them on the one line. So there's uh, there's my thoughts on things. But South are stepping up up to the market uh, at different times. They're just uh, they're just drifting out of games at uh, at different times and uh, against a side like University with uh, you know with their class and uh, people like. Kennewell and Henry Clooney's Ross, they're, uh, they're, they're just conceding too many points in, well, I'm in with you those on the, windows. I'm with you, Casho, on the, the um, match day programs and also because I produce TV graphics. It's the <laughs> same thing. You end up with tiny letters. Um, I believe he he's must have a relation who plays over at the Auckland Blues. Um, that's, uh, been, that is correct. He's, uh, that relation's... Been on the bench a couple of times, and uh, I've um, I've had to sprinkle magic dust on it uh, a couple of times. <laughs> I bet you have, mate. Uni Uni used to be the club of the king of the double-barreled name cash. I don't know what it is, but uh, must be those pseudo intellectuals. <laughs> pseudo, good word. Pseudo. Yeah, 
I've uh, just um, watching the highlights of the background. You're right about McCowman. He got absolutely cleaned up. Yeah, I, I, it was it was sort of uh, you know didn't really write a mention really, but it was it was a pretty big shot on him. Yeah, no, big one. But um, good win for Uni, and um, they're hanging around now. They're pushing into uh, those final positions or very close to. We'll um, have a quick look at the ladder. Up top is Hunter. They've got a good six-point lead on Gordon, who's sitting second, followed by Manly and Ramwick. Eastwood in fifth, with Norse rounding out the top six. Just outside of that is Sydney University in eastern suburbs. And the two Blues also level with East. Bottom dwellers at the moment are West Harbour, Warringah and South. So still plenty of football ahead of us. Um, we're... Uh, what are we, not quite at the halfway mark, but um, but getting close. Uh, not really got much of separation apart from maybe at the top of the table, Casho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, um, uh, if the wildfires keep on going, it's, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're obviously going to have a, uh, a fairly good uh, draw throughout the, uh, the final series and, uh, uh, you know, perhaps even it might be... Uh, a shoot shield grand final at Newcastle number two sports grand. Who knows? I'm I'm not sure what uh, the Sydney Rugby Union have in mind, but uh, that'd be an interesting thought, really, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now here's an interesting one. University haven't lost the club championship for 16 years straight. Um, currently, Gordon out in front, followed by Ramick, then Manly, then Uni. So. Um, that could be interesting, Swaney. Oh, 16 years. Yeah. Tell you what, pressure, the pressure, pressure. To, to keep uh, to keep performing will be right on, won't it? Um, Gordon very nearly won it, I think, the year they won the first grade comp. I think they just missed out maybe the week prior, but um, it would be a, a big scout for one of those clubs to uh, to win one. That's a bigger drought than uh, in any premiership, you know. So oh, Definitely. Uh, would I would love to see a club win that one this year that maybe isn't uh, blue and gold, but um, as you know, Uni will usually come home like a uh, come home like a train, and I think they're only going to get stronger. So that'll be interesting as we look ahead to um, this weekend, heading into uh, round eight. Um, our fixtures this week: Eastwood are hosting Ringer at TG Milner, Northern Suburbs at home to Eastern Suburbs. Uh, at University, Sydney Uni taking on Gordon. That's a big game because uh, Uni will want to keep the momentum going and Gordon sitting in second. Huge test for the Marlins at the Eric. Um, Western Sydney Two Blues taking on Manly at the Eric Tweedale. Um, West Harbour taking on Ramwick at Concord. And Hunter will host Southern Districts. I feel like Hunter have had a lot of home games, Casho. Is that me or just... Maybe, I, I, I think at this stage um, there has been uh, quite a number, but um, mm-hmm. uh, you know that uh, that just says the back end they're, they're, they're going to be on the road a bit uh, coming coming back to Sydney and uh, listen, you know, with, with all those games there, you got Sydney Uni playing Gordon, and you know perhaps Sydney Uni might win that one. Uh, um, Gordon in second, Hunter Wildfires beat South up there, and uh, all of a sudden that six-point lead might might blow out to ten points. So um, mm. comps aren't uh, obviously uh, won in May, but uh, uh, some pretty good indications about how they're travelling, isn't it? 
Absolutely, absolutely. Now they're um, looking really pretty, but um, long way to go, as we say. Um, anyway, thank you, gentlemen. Wonderful to chat as always, Swaney. Great to have your presence um, in the podcast this week. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. I, I was a little bit worried because the the group chat went a little bit silent for a little while there. Oh, Thought I might sorry. have been excluded. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> now, Casho, uh, mate, you're going to uh, be at home, mate. Mate, Percy's will be calling this weekend, surely. Yeah. Listen, I, uh, I'll, uh, I'll have to head down there and just. Uh, you know, just show that I'm um, I'm I'm rock solid. So uh, it's going to be an inter- interesting game that one. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, at North Sydney Oval. So uh, we shall uh, we shall see how things end up. All right, gents. Pleasure as always. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good weekend. You too.